on air. This is AM 1280, The Patriot. WWTC, Minneapolis, St. Paul. FM 107.5, K298CO, Minneapolis. With SRN News, I'm Michael Harrington in Washington. Officials are investigating an oil slick spotted Saturday near last month's crude pipeline leak off the coast of Southern California. The U.S. Coast Guard says the oil sheen is about 70 feet by 30 feet. Officials also say the sheen has dispatched pollution responders, aircraft, and boats to investigate. The oil sheen is located in the same area where authorities confirmed a massive oil spill took place last month off the coast of Orange County. Authorities say the October 2nd oil spill came from a ruptured underwater pipeline. Correspondent Andrew Stewart. The Sudanese military and civilian leaders reached a deal to reinstate the prime minister who was kicked out during a coup last month. He'll stay until new elections. This is SRN News. Hugh Hewitt. The Hugh Hewitt Show. President Biden approval hits new low, according to the Washington Post-ABC poll yesterday, 41%. That's lower than Donald Trump at the worst point. Do you know why? It's not because of anything he did. It's because everybody can see he hasn't lost a step. He's lost a couple of laps. The Hugh Hewitt Show, weekday mornings at 5 on AM 1280, The Patriot, Intelligent Radio. The closer edition of the Northern Alliance Radio Network with Brad Carlson's coming up next year on a Sunday just after 1 o'clock. Thanks for joining us on The Patriot. Don't miss out on the Minnesota Leadership Forum. It's coming up. In Plymouth at Providence Academy, Wednesday, December 15th. It's brought to you by the Patriot, the Minnesota Family Council, and with support from Morris Law Group, we're going to have great speakers, and we're going to highlight issues that matter most to pro-life, pro-family, and pro-freedom voters. Michelle Benson will be there, Dr. Scott Jensen, Senator Paul Gazelka, and more. Get details at am1280thepatriot.com for the Minnesota Leadership Forum. Portions of this program may have been pre-recorded. The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. Stand by for the Northern Alliance Radio Network. And go launch sequence. Engineering. Go flight. Master control. Go flight. Studio engineer. Go flight. We are go for launch in T minus three, two, one. We have liftoff. The Northern Alliance Radio Network is on the air. Live and local from the AM 1280 The Patriot Studios in Egan. Here is the closer, Brad Carlson. AM 1280 The Patriot. It is the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Back with another edition of the broadcast we like to call The Closer. That's me, Brad Carlson. Thanks as always for tuning into our show. You can check out my blog at bradcarlson.org. And we are here to take your phone call, 651-289-4488. If you'd like to weigh in via Twitter, feel free to do so. Just use hashtag NarnShow, hashtag N-A-R-N-Show, hashtag NarnShow for any comments or questions. And as always, we appreciate you uh, tuning in to this uh, very windy Sunday afternoon. I was on my way down here, and I had to grip the steering wheel very tight with uh, both hands. I'm told that uh, the the uh, methodology that I learned when I was in high school, uh, when I got my um, uh, driver's license, is you hold the wheels at 10 o'clock and 2 o'clock. But now with the advent of airbags, if the airbag deploys, it probably you know breaks both of your wrists. So maybe kind of hold it at, oh, oh I don't know, 
5 o'clock and uh, 7 o'clock down low or maybe 4 and 8. Am I getting too technical? Maybe so. But, uh, yeah, regardless, grip that steering wheel tight because it is windy out there. That is for certain. But uh, appreciate you tuning in. And uh, especially if you're tuning in live because the hated Packers are in town taking on our uh, beloved Vikings, Skull Vikings. Uh, We'll definitely check in with the game after the show, so no spoiler alerts. Anyhow, going to cover a few issues here in the first hour. Yeah, of course, we're going to talk about the Rittenhouse verdict that was handed down uh, this past week. Townhall.com writer Julio Rosas will be joining us right at 2 o'clock He was providing coverage for Town Hall uh, in Kenosha, Wisconsin, so we'll hear his insights about what he saw and heard at the trial, as well as uh, promote a book. And how how, uh, fortuitous is this? Uh, His new book came out just as the Rittenhouse verdict uh, was handed down last week. It is a uh, book entitled uh, Fiery Yet Peaceful. So um, I'm going to get the... uh, just want to make sure that, yeah, fiery but mostly peaceful. The 2020 riots and the gaslighting of America. Again, Julio Rosas will be joining us right at 2 o'clock. We'll be talking about all that then. But first, I want to get to some local stuff here in this very first segment. Uh, I was intrigued by an uh, interview that uh, new Republican Party of Minnesota chair David Han gave to the Pioneer Press, specifically Pioneer Press writer David Oreck, uh, regarding how the uh, Republican Party plans to navigate uh, the upcoming waters. Because as much as 2022 will likely be a red wave, well, where Republicans are in a great position to take the majority in the U.S. House and take back a majority in the U.S. Senate, thus rendering President Biden completely neutered, uh, we here in Minnesota have always been exempt from these red waves. You ever notice that? Uh, haven't, our, we haven't won a, a, a statewide race since 2006. We're beating that talking point into the ground, I know. But you look at it, 2010, 2014, uh, even 2016, these were good years for Republicans in electoral politics. Now, for races in the state legislature, you know, Republicans were able to have success there at one point, having the majority in both chambers after the uh, 2010 session. And in 2014, they uh, took over the, uh, or excuse me, it was uh, 2016. 2016, they increased their majority in the House and uh, took over the Minnesota Senate. So for local races, it's it, it, at times it's been good for Republicans, but the statewide race can statewide races continue to uh, elude our grasp. And I always look at some of these elections as where we here in Minnesota, we celebrate nationally, but kind of mourn locally because where we think we have opportunities to finally break through and get that statewide race. It just never seems to happen. Well, this is, I'm not saying that a strong state party is necessarily the magic, but it would certainly be helpful and it would certainly go a long way to break that losing streak. Again, this is from Dave Oreck at the uh, Pioneer Press. As the new chairman of the Republican Party of Minnesota, David Han sees tantalizing potential in the not-too-distant future. But in the here and now, he knows he's got a lot of work to do. Han, a 69-year-old former state senator from the West Metro, took over last month after being elected chair 
of a party with prospects to make gains in the Minnesota legislature, but also lurching forward after internal convulsions while it tries to define itself in the post-Trump era, if this even is the post-Trump era. About a year from now, all state lawmakers will be on the ballot, as will the governor's seat, other statewide offices, and all eight seats in the U.S. House. It will be the midterm elections with a president from the opposing party in the White House, a time when, historically, the party not in the White House often makes big gains. Uh, I'll read a quote quick from David Han. We think that next year will be a very good year for Republicans for a lot of reasons, Han said in a recent interview, which he discussed the current state of the party, former President Donald Trump's continued influence, and the veins within the party of those who deny the results of President Joe Biden's 2020 victory. Han's comments came before the November 2 elections, where Republicans fared well in such states as Virginia and New Jersey and raised hopes of Republicans even higher. Han rattled off a series of zingers aimed at Democrats, including including Biden's uh, Jimmy Carter economics and debacle in Afghanistan, uh, Governor Tim Walz's shutting down of businesses, and handling of the riots. The DFL's uh, alleged claim aimed to disarm or defund the police, while the Democrat stronghold of Minneapolis witnesses people afraid to walk the streets in the midst of a spike in shootings. They're the type of phrases Minnesotans can expect to hear from the next year as Republicans make their case. Well, they alluded to Virginia in this piece, and I think that's important. Uh, certainly, uh, Glenn Youngkin, his candidacy, went a long, long way to winning in a, re- a excuse me, a blue state like Virginia. It's not, it's not purple. It, it's been blue pretty much since uh, like 2013 when uh, Terry McAuliffe, <clears throat> I'm sorry, Terry McAuliffe uh, won the gubernatorial race in 2013, and uh, Ralph Northam won in 2017, and Democrats making a huge gain in the Virginia House of Delegates. So it's been a blue state. Uh, Barack Obama won it twice. Uh, Hillary Clinton won it in 16. Joe Biden won it in 2020. So it's a blue state. And so Glenn Youngkin's, the quality of his candidacy certainly was a factor, but he also was the beneficiary of several missteps by the McAuliffe campaign. So a perfect storm kind of had to happen there. But where Youngkin was able to deftly navigate the the, the Trump endorsement, because President, uh, former President Trump uh, endorsed Glenn Youngkin, was he didn't make Trump part of his campaign, the centerpiece of his campaign. There is a way to uh, walk that fine line. I mean, there were a lot of policies within the Trump administration, policy initiatives, that were popular with constituencies that typically haven't voted Republican. And we talked, we've talked about this a lot. Uh, Donald Trump himself in 2020 made, I mean, got a large, largest share of the non-white vote since Nixon in 1960. And as we're seeing in some key areas, Hispanics are going overwhelmingly for the Republicans, or not overwhelmingly, but they're making a huge shift to the Republicans, including in Virginia, where uh, despite what the mainstream media will tell you that uh, Glenn Youngkin won because of white supremacy, Hispanics, the majority of Hispanics went for Glenn Youngkin. So the point here is, if you emphasize Trump-era policies without putting an emphasis on the man himself, that could potentially be a winning formula. Now, here in Minnesota, you know, who's to say? Uh, I don't know that Governor Walls, if he is uh, capable 
of making McAuliffe like like blunders. I, I don't know that. I mean, God love Jeff Johnson, but Walls was not that well tested uh, in 2018. If you've got an opponent that's going to hit Walls on some key failures in his state, perhaps you can get Walls off his game a little bit where he might you know, become a little agitated and maybe say something that he shouldn't, a la Terry McAuliffe saying he doesn't believe parents should have a say in their kids' education. Now, Glenn Youngkin was a quality candidate, but that certainly was as helpful as anything in his campaign. So what I'm looking to is this the state party being a party that can assist statewide candidates. I mean, the legislature, they've got their own uh, get-out-the-vote machine between the uh, uh, Senate Republican Caucus and, and, and the House Republican Caucus and the great work that they do on the ground. So I think the legislature will be will be just fine. You know, the normal caveat is, is depending upon what redistricting uh, churns out next year. But we've got, obviously, quality candidates running for Republicans in the House and Senate. There was already some momentum from 2016 where Republicans had a five-seat gain in the House. So now they just have to flip four seats next year and hold on to their majority in the Senate, and boom, you control all of the state all, all of the um, state legislature, which means the governor's uh, the governorship is that much more vital because if you control all of St. Paul, you can get you can have so you can implement some real policy initiatives here, which they haven't been able to do in in a long, long time. So uh, I uh, I'll just finish up on this uh, particular point and then um, we'll move on to other topics. Again, continuing from this Pioneer Press article, unlike uh, previous uh, MNGOP Chair Jennifer Carnahan, who quickly became a full-throated amplifier of Trump's messages on social media, Han appears to be attempting to walk a fine line of moderation among the parties all-in-for-Trump members, as well as those who for years have remained privately uncomfortable with Trump but publicly supportive or mute. For example, Han rejected the idea that the Republican Party can today be called the Party of Trump. I don't know that that identification persists past the time the president is in office, he said. I would not agree the Republican Party equals Donald Trump and whatever his vision is. He's a private citizen at this point. He may be a candidate again. I don't know. There are other people who are seeking to become the nominee the next presidential cycle. There are clearly people in the Republican Party who like President Trump and want to see him run again, but there are others who don't. To me, it seems odd to say it's the party of Trump when he's not the president. You could say... The Democratic Party is the party of Joe Biden. And therein lies the key point. Uh, It's obvious how the country has taken a significant step back in multiple areas, specifically within the areas of foreign policy, the economy, public health, uh, specifically the virus. And this has been over the, the past 10 months. But the focus should be on the party who actually holds power in Washington and the counteracting message to that. And again, as we saw in Virginia just a couple of weeks ago, running on Trump-era policies can still be a winner without propping up Trump himself, even though once Glenn Youngkin was declared the victor, Trump took to his uh, uh, his email blast, his website, whatever you want to call it, he's not on Twitter, and declared uh, credit for Youngkin's victory, which, you know, he can say that all he wants, but the fact of the matter is, running a campaign on policies that became popular during the Trump administration without 
invoking Trump himself, I think is uh, definitely going to be the way forward. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter, hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show. Brad Carlson, The Closer, coming back with another segment on the broadcast. Go nowhere. Soaking up the sun in Fiji, walking through the sculpture garden in Minneapolis, or standing in awe at the Grand Canyon. We're where you are. Stream AM 1280 The Patriot at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. This entertainment answer brought to you by Exergen. Could Will Smith be headed for Oscar Gold for his role in King Richard? Venus and Serena gonna shake up this world. It's quite possible as he plays Richard Williams, father of tennis greats Venus and Serena, in this powerfully moving film. Let me see your dangerous face. That's your dangerous face. Make some dangerous noises. Dangerous face. Okay, don't do that for the people. Look for King Richard rated PG-13 in theaters. For more information, head over to theentertainmentanswer.com. 86,000 Americans just like you lose a limb every year to untreated neuropathy. If you suffer from numbness, tingling, burning, or restless pain in your hands or feet and your neuropathy is not improving, contact Dr. Letourneau, D.C. at Abundant Life Chiropractic Health and Injury Center. It's time to end your ongoing cycle of more medications that mask symptoms and often result in unwanted surgeries and possible amputations. Get your life back today. This clinic has helped hundreds of patients improve and often reverse their neuropathy. In fact, their at-home protocols have a 90% success rate of patients seeing improvements in their pain and symptoms in the first 90 days. If you're ready to regain your independence, contact Abundant Life Chiropractic Health and Injury Center. As an AM 1280 The Patriot listener, you receive a special $99 Get Acquainted offer. That's a $250 value for just $99. Neuropathy doesn't wait around. You shouldn't either. Call 952-383-38 to schedule a full neuropathy workup. Well, I moved into the house in uh, the summer of 2018, and the siding was terrible. Hi, I'm Dave from Matami Dive. I got a hold of JTR through friends. It almost looked like uh, a giraffe. There were dark stains where the water had saturated the old paint that was on it, but there were other things that needed addressing, and uh, there were a multitude of things from putting doors in and railings and and doing some electrical and things like that, all of which JTR gladly folded into the contract and took care of for me. It was an amazing transformation. In fact, my brother-in-law, who had visited before we had the siding done, when he came back about a month after it had been done, he stopped out in front of the house and called me and said, what's your address again? Because he couldn't believe the difference. Contact JTR Roofing now for your siding, roofing, and window needs. With the vast majority of media today leaning hard left, it can be tricky to find news that actually shares, let alone defends, a conservative viewpoint. Hotair.com provides analysis and commentary from conservative writers like Ed Morrissey. Hotair.com. Hey, welcome back. AM 1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance, Radio Network, with me, Brad Carlson. All my friends, 651-289-4488, that's the number to call. 
You can also weigh in via Twitter, hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show. And I was remiss in not mentioning that we are up and going at our Northern Alliance Radio Network Facebook page, the live stream there. Now, I've heard some complaints from some listeners that the live stream has been skipping and there's been some interruptions. We apologize for that. Not sure what the reason is other than maybe this PC that came over on the Mayflower and it doesn't stream uh, videos as well. I don't know, but... um, We've got it up and going, so hopefully it is amenable to your viewing pleasure. Do you want to get to a call real quick on line one? Mike in Invergrove Heights. Hey, Mike, good to hear from you. You are on the broadcast. Thanks for taking my call, Brad. Yes, sir. Um, I don't know if people are aware or or maybe they just haven't really thought about it too much, but there really has been a culture shift here. Uh, We've seen politically – where the Democrats have drifted farther and farther to the left. And we see exactly who these people are. And if you remember prior to Trump coming in, when Obama came in, there were some notable victories for Republicans where the American people were pretty much, you know, hey, I'm willing to give this person a chance. We'll get them in. And then all of a sudden it's, whoa, what are we doing here? This is not what I want. So Then here comes Trump. People thought, you know, I'm really frustrated with Republicans. They talk a good game. It's like Jim Jordan's book. Do what you say you're going to do. Sure. And a lot of times people have been sold a bill of goods and they don't do it. Here Trump comes out and he's first thing, what does he say? Uh, This border is a problem. That was like rocket fuel for his campaign. It's still a huge issue. In fact, it's one of the top three issues today. The other thing I was going to say is you talk about Minnesota. Democrats and progressives work their tail off. If you took a sampling, you'd probably find three to one where Democrats are are working, training, beating us down. And Republicans, you know, Republicans aren't out there. You've heard all the people, the the mantras, oh, you're too busy raising your family. You're doing this. You're running your business. But we're losing. Right. And to not acknowledge this culture change that we have to fight. It's like my buddy Jesse Kelly would say. When Democrats get in, they reward their friends, they punish their enemies. Look at they're throwing handcuffs on Steve Bannon. And what do Republicans do? Oh, we well, we don't want to do too much. They're gonna somebody's gonna be mad at us. Trump was the tenacity and the toughness that we need. People need to wake up and realize this is all for keeps. I'll leave it there. Thanks for your time. Yeah, thanks, Mike. Uh, we appreciate it. Like I said, uh, yeah, he there were some issues, key issues that Uh, Republicans have since run on that Trump made popular and, like I say, appealed to constituencies that Republicans haven't repealed to in a generate or haven't appealed to in a generation. So uh, good comments all, uh, Mike. We appreciate it. And, yeah, like I say, Democrats, they don't they don't take time off. This is this is their deity. This is their religion. And, yeah, I, I agree to a certain extent that this is for keeps. But. When Democrats are going all out, lurching farther to the left, uh, the the country, and as we're seeing, is not quite ready for that far left lurch. And we're seeing that by a lot of parents who are stepping up and going to these school board meetings. And no, these parents are not uh, domestic terrorists. So thanks, Mike. Appreciate it. Hey, want to get real quick to probably the most vap- vapid and vacuous uh, member of the Democrat Party. And that's saying something. Uh, Robert Francis Beto O'Rourke. I had an announcement this past week. John, do we have cut number one ready? Uh, This is uh, cut number one. Beto O'Rourke announcing... I'm running for governor, and I want to tell you why. This past February, when the electricity grid failed, 
and millions of our fellow Texans were without power, which meant that the lights wouldn't turn on, the heat wouldn't run, and pretty soon their pipes froze and the water stopped flowing. They were abandoned by those who were elected to serve and look out for them. It's a symptom of a much larger problem that we have in Texas right now. Those in positions of public trust have stopped listening to, serving, and paying attention to, and trusting the people of Texas. And so they're not focused on the things that we really want them to do like making sure that we have a functioning electricity grid or that we're creating the best jobs in America right here in Texas or that we have world-class schools or that we make progress on the things that most of us actually agree on, like expanding Medicaid or legalizing marijuana. Instead, they're focusing on the kind of extremist policies uh, around abortion or permitless carry or even in our schools that really only divide us and keep us apart and stop us from working together on the truly big things that we want to achieve for one another. It's a really small vision for such a big state, but it doesn't have to be that way. And I know that together we can get back to being big again because I saw that in February when the electricity grid failed and those in power failed all of us. It was the people of Texas who were willing to put their differences behind them and get to work doing the job at hand which meant helping our fellow Texans get through that crisis. We did this out of a sense of duty and responsibility to one another. Now imagine if the governor of Texas felt that same way. Well, there's something that you and I can do about that. I want you to be part of this campaign. And whether that begins today with a campaign contribution or signing up for a volunteer shift or just committing yourself to talking with your friends and family about how important this election is, I want you on the team and I want to win this with you and for you and for all the people of Texas. I'm looking forward to seeing you out there on the campaign trail. Thank you. So the guy who says, hell yes, we're going to take your AR-15s and is threatening tax-exempt status of churches who don't embrace gay marriage is concerned about divisiveness in politics. Uh, is it? I have, the Democrat Party is one apparently you can fail up. See our vice president, who couldn't even make it to the Iowa caucus when she was a uh, presidential candidate, but apparently she was the most qualified to be vice president. So Beto O'Rourke is he's dead on arrival. I mean, let's 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 be honest. 2018, he caught lightning in a bottle because 2018 was a favorable environment for Democrats because it was the first midterm election in the Trump era. And this is just this is just politics 101. The opposite party of the White House typically makes significant gains in the first midterm of a president's administration. That's just how it goes. In addition to that, he was running against Senator Ted Cruz, because remember, Beto O'Rourke was running for U.S. Senator out of Texas against incumbent Ted Cruz. So there was a lot of anti-Cruz sentiment, particularly among the elites. And so he... There was millions of dollars that poured into Beto's campaign for a race he had no shot to win because there was such anti-Ted Cruz sentiment. So even in a blue wave year against a po- unpopular incumbent, Beto, he got close, two and a half, got within two and a half points in Texas for Democrat that's pretty good. But look at all of the wind that was at his back. And oh, by the way, the whole bit about, uh, well, let's see, uh, John, do we, uh, let me see if I can find that here. Um, what do I want here? Yeah, cut number three. Uh, let's play that real quick. 
This is a for one issue in Beto your presidential campaign. I want to play something that you said on the debate stage in 2019, shortly after a mass shooting in your hometown of El Paso. Hell yes, we're going to take your AR-15, your AK-47. No, you're not. We're not going to allow it to be used against our fellow Americans anymore. Is that what you would still do as governor of Texas? Yes or no? Look, we, we are a state that has a long, proud tradition of responsible gun ownership. And most of us here in Texas do, want, do not want to see our friends, our family members, our neighbors shot up with these weapons of war. So, yes, I still hold this view. For one issue. In okay, your- so there you have it. Um, I remember this reminds me of a line Archie Bunker delivered in the uh, classic television series All in the Family when uh, I think it was Meathead or his daughter where it was decrying uh, guns and were enacting gun control. And he says, would it make you feel better if they were thrown out the window? You know, it's like, well, I don't want to see our neighbors get shot up by AR-15s or AK-47s. Oh, great. Would you rather them get shot up by a classic hunting rifle or a handgun by, a, by an expert shooter? Is that, is, that, is that what you prefer? No, again, this was during the presidential primary after he lost the Senate race. So if this was a big stance of his in the 2018 Senate race, why didn't he go with the courage of his convictions and say, hell yeah, we're going to take these AR-15s, these AK-47s. And yeah, we're going to, you churches, because uh, do you think there are a few churches down in Texas who believe in traditional marriage and eschew gay marriage? Yeah, I think there are. So again, the guy who threatened to take tax exempt statuses away from churches and threatened to take people's guns uh, is telling you that he's sick and tired of divisiveness in politics. 651-289-4488. That is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter, hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show. Brad Carlson and the Coles are coming back with another segment on the broadcast. Go nowhere. Attention Americans 65 and older. The Medicare annual enrollment period for 2022 has begun. This is the only time to change your Medicare Advantage plan for a whole year. And Smart Match Insurance is here to help. Do you currently have a copay? What about a high deductible? Do you pay extra for dental and vision? Are your out-of-pocket expenses just too high? If you answered yes to any of these, you should call Smart Match. Smart Match is like having a personal Medicare consultant who can help you find plans which include $0 copays, $0 deductibles, even 0 dollar premiums plus dental and vision coverage for no additional cost having the wrong medicare plan can cost you thousands smart match makes it easy to find the right one with their free smart and unbiased help if you find a plan you like they can even enroll you on the spot the medicare annual enrollment period for 2022 and soon the service is free with no obligation so call smart match today call 800-871-1592 that's 800-871-1592 800-871-1592 Dad, guess what? What? You are going to be a grandfather. That's great. Not too long ago, moments like this with my daughter would have been a challenge. It was a long road for me to find myself again after Vietnam. It was my neighbor Jim, another Vietnam veteran, who finally convinced me that I could still connect with my family and find that fulfilling life I'd lost. And I went for help down at the VA. If I can take that first step after almost 50 years, I know other veterans can too. Visit maketheconnection.net to find out more. Unless you've visited our studios, you probably haven't seen how clean they are. But I assure you, you can hear it. Hey, I'm Trevor Kay, checking in on behalf of Forever Cleaning. 
Tasha and the team at Forever Cleaning are a big part of why we sound so fantastic on air. I mean, have you ever heard a dusty mic? Not here you haven't. It sounds something like this. No good, right? But Forever Cleaning's attention to detail goes beyond the studios and this microphone. Our break room is clean and inviting, the office areas are orderly and organized, and the bathrooms are always spotless. If you need Forever Cleaning's expert care in your office or store, or you just want to make certain your mic sounds as good as mine, well then reach out to Tasha and her expert team today at ForeverCleaning.com. That's ForeverCleaning.com to schedule your free walkthrough and quote. ForeverCleaning.com, that's the number 4, E-V-R, Cleaning.com. Remember, Forever Cleaning is so thorough, you'll wonder if your mom snuck in overnight and cleaned. The Patriot Freedom Fan Club and New American Funding want to pay your mortgage next year. This is Tom Matiney from New American Funding, and I'm excited to be the sponsor of the Christmas Mortgage Miracle Contest. If you win, we'll pay your mortgage or rent for all of next year. That's extra money to take your family on vacation, put in a pool, or to help a friend in need. Enter once a day from now through December 20th at am1280thepatriot.com. The Christmas Mortgage Miracle from the Patriot Freedom Fan Club and me, Tom Matiney, at New American Funding. Welcome back. AM1280, The Patriot. Shh. Okay, I'll be quieter. Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson. Thanks so much for tuning in. Shh. What, that wasn't quiet enough? It's oh so quiet. <laughs> <laughs> hashtag Narn Show, hashtag N-A-R-N Show. If you it's want to weigh in oh via Twitter, so you can give us a call, 651-289-4488. And we do have the live stream up and going at our Northern Alliance Radio Network Facebook page. So, uh... Go check us out there. I'm waving to the camera right now. And so peaceful until you fall in love. Continuing our uh, breaking down of some uh, big national news stories. As I, you know, I talk about a lot in this show, the stories that really intrigue me are ones where some of my passions are uh, intersect, particularly sports and culture. Uh, you know, I'm I'm kind of along the same lines of Mitch Berg. You know, people when people say, "Boy, you must love politics," do a weekly show for ten years as I've done it, and uh, you know, like Mitch, I, I often say, "No, I can't stand politics, but I have to stay engaged in them and you know, opine on the issues and you know, develop some sort of acumen when you know talking to other people because whether you like politics or not, it's going to impact you." But I like to take transitions and talk about where sports. And culture intersect. Now, I want to take you back to, uh, I think it was the beginning of last year. Uh, let me, uh, this was a issue that was uh, going on within the uh, NBA. Yeah, it was, um, uh, it was two years ago. Okay, it was two years ago at the beginning of the 2019 2020 NBA season where. Then Rockets uh, general manager, Daryl Morey, he uh, put out a tweet basically uh, showing support for the uh, people of Hong Kong, uh, basically saying, I, uh, I support Hong Kong, um, you know, freedom in Hong Kong. I don't remember what it was, but there was significant backlash for that tweet because the NBA was developing a presence in China where the Chinese Communist Party allowed NBA games to be broadcast, uh, allow some of their merchandise to be sold, you know, to kind of throw their their people a bone. And the NBA, you know, to be fair, 
uh, the NBA has been receiving a lot of heat and criticism for their partnership with China, but I, I'm not going to completely discount the relationship. I mean, yeah, if you're going to kowtow to the Chinese Communist Party, that's not a good thing, and it's definitely not a good thing to be a stooge of the party, to be sure. But their their goal is to obviously give the citizens something that they can enjoy in NBA and in entertainment and merchandising. It's something that the citizens might be able to enjoy. Now, unfortunately, these citizens are under the iron fist of the government and the government's going to allow them to have as much enjoyment and, you know, extracurriculars as they want, as the government wants. There's going to be, you know, there's going to be a limit on that. Well, when Daryl Morey expressed his support for Hong Kong, the Chinese Communist Party immediately uh, declared that Houston Rockets games, for which was Maury's employer, would no longer be broadcast in China. And they were getting rid of a mural that was on the side of one of their big buildings there as well. And this happened to be the time where LeBron James' team was in China. You know, LeBron James' team, the Los Angeles Lakers, they were in China. And they they saw this, and obviously it was a little surreal. And I imagine that the players felt significant anxiety, even a little trepidation. Now, wow, this this government that can just pull the rug out from under their citizens, so to speak, when something is said about them that they don't like, uh, that's a little nerve-wracking. So when LeBron James was back on U.S. soil and was finally asked about this controversy, he said, you know, I don't want to get into a feud with Daryl Morey, the Rockets general manager who declared support for the citizens of Hong Kong. He says, uh, but I believe he wasn't educated on the situation at hand, and he spoke. So declaring that you desire for an oppressed area to have freedom and democracy that we enjoy in the U.S., and who can forget this just video that could potentially bring you to tears of the people of Hong Kong uh, holding up the uh, American flags and singing the Star Spangled Banner. I mean, it's chilling in a good way. And they do this knowing that if any member of the of the CCP can identify them, that they're probably going to be in danger because they don't have any kind of free speech there, Right. So I bring all this up because uh, of the stance made by Ennis Cantor. If you're not familiar with Ennis Cantor, he's a uh, 11-year NBA veteran. He's been with a few different teams. I believe this is his, he's currently in the midst of his second or third year with the Boston Celtics. And he has been calling out his league as well as Nike Corporation for their affiliation with China and calling out the humans, human rights abuses uh, in China. Specific, and if you go to Annis Cantor's uh, Twitter feed, uh, he talks about how the Chinese government engages in forced organ harvesting. Uh, ethnics, ethnic and religious groups, You know whether it's Tibetan, Uyghurs, and death camps, uh, Christians, uh, Falun Gong are all targeted. And uh, some of the organs that they uh, kill people for, you know, like the liver, kidney, and heart. And 
the NBA, they allow their players to kind of wear, you know, some uh, statements on their shoes, you know, because they want their players to advocate for causes in which they're passionate. Well, the NBA has done this because the, the vast majority of the players take progressive stances on things. So they're okay with a lot of these uh, progressive slogans on these shoes. Well, Ennis Cantor is kind of bucking that narrative. And when he's calling out the human rights abuses of China, well, this is potentially threatening the NBA's relationship with China. And the millions upon millions of dollars that the NBA is making and some of the more prominent players are making. Well, Ennis Cantor took aim at LeBron James. And here was a tweet that he put out uh, last week. This would have been, I guess, last Thursday. He said, uh, money, or over, or, uh, money over morals for the quote-unquote king? Because, you know, LeBron James' nickname is King James. Sad and disgusting how these athletes pretend they care about social justice. They really do shut up and dribble when Big Boss says so. Big Boss meaning China. Did you educate yourself about the slave labor that made your shoes, or is that not part of your research? You know, calling out LeBron, because, of course, taking a shot across the bow when LeBron said that Daryl Morey didn't educate himself on the situation, and whenever LeBron was asked questions about prominent social issues, there's been times where he's been dismissive and said, well, i got, I got to do my research on this. So Ennis Cantor called him out. And what was interesting is the next night, Ennis Cantor's Boston Celtics team was playing host to the Los Angeles Lakers. And LeBron James, this was LeBron James' first game back after being out for several games with an injury. And I did watch that game a little bit to see if maybe their paths would cross, maybe if they would have a little smack talk back and forth to uh, to each other. And uh, LeBron came back, had a decent game, but his Lakers team got crushed uh, by the Celtics. And uh, afterwards, uh, uh, John, if we have that cu- uh, that clip ready, um, LeBron James was asked specifically about Ennis Cantor uh, calling him out. LeBron, do you have any reaction to um, Ennis Cantor using your likeness on his shoes in his uh, advocacy for human rights? Um, no, I think if you know me, I don't really give too many people my energy. Um, you know, and um, he's definitely not someone I will give my energy to. Um, you know, trying to use my name to create, you know, an opportunity for himself. Um, um, definitely won't uh, comment too much on that, um, if any. And that that would be where I lay that at. Um, you know, he's always, you know, kind of had a, you know, a word or two to say, you know, in my direction. Um, you know, and as a man, you know, if you got really, if you got an issue with somebody, you really come up to him. He had his opportunity tonight. I seen him in the hallway. He walked right by me, so. You know, thank you. Okay, so there you have it. Uh, well, so LeBron is basically saying, "Well, I saw him in the hallway. Didn't have the guts to say anything." Well, did you have the guts to go to Daryl Morey face to face and say, "Hey, you weren't educated on that situation about what you talked about." You know, saying that you are are pro freedom for people of Hong Kong, and this idea that this implication that. Ennis Cantor is somehow doesn't have the the guts to put his name on the line and say, well, he's only using my name to get more publicity for himself. He He's literally putting 
his family in danger by speaking out of the atrocities in Turkey because he was born in Switzerland to Turkish parents and then raised in Turkey. And then calling out some things that have been going on in Turkey, that that puts his family in danger. But he's bringing attention to it because it's that important. So this idea that Ennis Cantor is somehow using LeBron's name just to gain publicity for himself, um, he's actually doing something that could cost him his career. Because prior to this season, he signed a one-year deal with the Celtics for about $2.5 million, which by NBA standards is chicken feed. And he very well could be out, be out of the league permanently after the season where no one will want to sign him. So it to me, he's not getting nearly the allies that Colin Kaepernick got. Remember when 2016, of course, Colin Kaepernick first knelt during the national anthem and came out and said, you know, because of uh, systemic racism in this country, police brutality, and, you know, wore a sock depicting cops, wore socks depicting cops as pigs and all that sort of thing. And uh, he started a movement where a lot of his fellow NFL players knelt during the national anthem and everything else, and then became a spokesperson for Nike and had the slogan, you know, believe in something, even if it means sacrificing everything. Because Colin Kaepernick's implication was after that 2016 season, he never played another down in the NFL and is saying that that cost him a career in the NFL. And people always say, well, look at the numbers Colin Kaepernick put up in 2016. Yeah, but he was regressing in 2014 and 2015. And in 2016, he was playing for an awful team and he was able to compile numbers, typically in losing efforts when quarterbacks stockpile big passing yardage because they're but their uh, opponent is behind by so much. They play this prevent defense that say, yeah, you can have all the yards you want in the middle of the field. That was the function of Ka- Kaepernick's decent numbers in 2016. But what about Ennis Cantor? He's basically persona non grata. I mean, for the previous four seasons, he averaged double digits in points and in rebounds. And yet, the first 16 games of the Celtics season, he's played in five. Okay, that's no coincidence. So he's not getting near the publicity as Kaepernick does because it's upsetting that it doesn't fit the template that the media likes to establish. But what's even more disgraceful, in my opinion, is the fact that Cantor doesn't have nearly as many allies, if any at all, as Kaepernick did within their respective leagues. I mean, is there anybody that is coming out to, to back Ennis Cantor, Cantor up on this, or, or, or are they too worried about the, the that gravy train stopping, i.e. the merchandise sales that are taking place in China, and players are deriving a pretty big paycheck from that? So uh, I guess one could say that Ennis Cantor truly does believe in something, even if it means sacrificing everything. 651-289-4488, that is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter, hashtag Narn Show. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show. Brad Carlson, The Closer, coming back with one final segment this hour. Go nowhere. It's like people only do things because they get paid. And that's just really sad. AM 1280, The Patriot. 
sightseeing in Paris, at the mall in Bloomington, or on horseback in Dallas. We're where you are. Listen to AM 1280, The Patriot, at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. Hi, it's Lee Michaels here for United Faith Mortgage. You know, it's that time of year, the chill is in the air, and maybe you're thinking it would be really nice to have a new house with a fireplace, or maybe a backyard for that bonfire, or, or a hot tub. Well, now's the time to get that new house and do it through United Faith Mortgage. Rates are great right now. Or maybe you're saying, you know, I like the house we have, but that fireplace, the fire pit, and the hot tub sound pretty good. So take advantage of a cash-out refinance. You know, United Faith Mortgage is a family business, and you can take advantage of them being a direct lender, meaning their team is part of a company that uses its own money to make its own lending decisions within its own walls. So that means there's no middleman and oftentimes a better rate for you. So visit United Faith Mortgage at unitedfaithmortgage.com. And right now they'll pay your appraisal fees. That's up to $500 of out-of-pocket money that normally gets paid up front. unitedfaithmortgage.com. United Mortgage Corp, Melville, New York. Animalist number 1330. Ryan Vrecka, Animalist number 65233. You don't sit behind a desk every day to earn a living. You're out and about making it happen. And sometimes you get a little bit behind on your paperwork, you know, like bookkeeping and paying your taxes. It's easy to get behind on paying your taxes. It happens to the best of us. And you know what happens next. The big bad IRS comes knocking on your door. And when that happens, you need to call the good old boys at the tax doctor. Let them do what they do best. Deal and negotiate with the IRS so you pay the lowest you can in back taxes that the law allows. We are a 100% U.S.-based company, and we've saved our clients millions over the years in back taxes. If you owe $10,000 or more in back taxes, call my friends right now at the tax doctor and learn more. 800-917-8546. That's 800-917-8546. Did you know that the Patriot mobile app can do more than just stream your favorite shows? Here's cool feature number one. You can set an alarm on our app that will automatically start streaming the Patriot at whatever time you decide. It's easy. Just open the menu in the upper left-hand corner, select alarm, and choose a time. You can set it to wake you up in the morning with Hugh Hewitt or any of your favorite hosts. Download the free AM 1280 The Patriot app today. iBelieve.com helps women wrestle with the deeper issues of their faith. Drop by for blogs and daily devotionals for women, plus articles on relationships, health and beauty, parenting, and more. At iBelieve.com, a division of Salem Media Group. iBelieve.com. Welcome back. AM 1280, The Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson. One final segment this hour. Here to take your calls, 651-289-4488. You can also weigh in via Twitter, hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show with any comments or questions. Uh, Talking about following a narrative. I happen to be watching ESPN, which I rarely do anymore because, you know, it's just it's just uh, so insufferable all of the, uh, the the wokeness that they that they highlight. And they were asking NBA players about what they thought about the Kyle Rittenhouse verdict, which of course we'll get into in the two o'clock hour when Julio Rosas from TownHall.com joins us. But it, it's very obvious that 
these players didn't even have grasp of the basic facts of the case. And some even would, I mean, some even implied that it was black people that Kyle Rittenhouse shot. And, you know, again, this is just a preferred template that the NBA undertakes. I mean, they're, they're willing to, you know, decry certain things like they were threatening to uh, pull the 2017 All-Star game for, from Charlotte, North Carolina, due to the uh, state's passing legislation, uh, their bathroom bill, mandating that a person use the public restroom only of their birth uh, gender as opposed to how they identify. And, you know, the NBA removing the word owner to describe the individual who owns the NBA franchise, uh, primarily because the title conjures up memories of slave masters or something. Uh, what was another one? Oh, yeah. Uh, this I didn't have much of a problem with, forcing uh, Donald Sterling to sell his franchise among some of the shocking racist statements that he was on tape making. Uh, he was essentially banned for from uh, from the league for life. I... I, I I don't really have an issue with that because, let's be honest, the mass, the vast majority of the league is black, and certainly the L.A. Clippers, I think, was close to 90% black when Donald Sterling owned them, and this idea that he has that attitude when he employs uh, members of that race, yeah, definitely uh, problematic. So uh, that I didn't have much of a problem with. But if the general manager, and I found the um, – Found the tweet, or the tweet was deleted, but someone had taken a screenshot of it. Yeah, Daryl Morey, two years ago, his tweet said, fight for freedom, stand with Hong Kong. I mean, that seems to be a very rational, benign statement, except if you happen to be in business with a country like China who doesn't allow any sort of free speech and doesn't want to see a region like Hong Kong have any kind of sort of freedom or, or democracy. So... Uh, I'll I'll be you know I, again I have no issue with athletes professional athletes using their large platforms to make statements whatnot I I, I may be in the uh, minority of you know people who listen to the show and that's fine I don't have a problem with it but my biggest issue is when you hit back with an intellectual argument or an intellectual retort. It's like, well, well, you can't take with these people. These are just athletes. You know, they should they should be able to 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 speak freely. I mean, you know, that they're not to that you know, they're not as well versed in these particular issues. Well, which is it? Which is it? They should be allowed to use their platform to make uh political statements, or they're not well versed, therefore, you know, lay off them a little bit. I mean, I mean that that just drives me crazy. LeBron James has got an absolutely huge platform. And when he speaks, you know, people listen. And I agree that if you're getting your uh, political and social and cultural guidance from these multimillionaire athletes, you're doing it wrong. I mean, I get it. A lot of them grew up in situations that were difficult, but they were able to thankfully rise above it. But this idea, given the bubble that they live in now, that they can they they can come down from that mantle and say, oh, well, oh. Kyle Rittenhouse just another just a white supremacist uh, running out to the Black Lives Matter protest and looking to kill anybody who was sh- showing support for the black man shows woeful ignorance, particularly when police were told to stand down in Kenosha. And so, what 
the citizens were supposed to let their property burn that they worked for years and years to get going, whether it be a business or a home, and we're supposed to let people uh, die in the streets because EMTs weren't going to go in the area? We're going to talk a lot more about that. But I'm sorry, I don't really take seriously uh, multi-multi-million-dollar athletes who, again, are in these bubbles and just get watered down, distilled version of news and don't even grasp basic facts. And we're seeing that being very pervasive of how people didn't even grasp basic facts of this case. So if you think the Rittenhouse verdict was incorrect, uh, as Julio Rosas, our next guest, uh, said in a tweet, you need to get better news sources. That's all we'll tell you. Hour number one in the books. Hour number two coming back. Mere Moments, AM 1280, The Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson. Again, back in Mere Moments. Go nowhere. The doors and let you out into the world. Closing time. Turn all of the lights. Well, I moved into the house in uh, the summer of 2018, and the siding was terrible. Hi, I'm Dave from Matami Dive. I got a hold of JTR through friends. It almost looked like a giraffe. There were dark stains where the water had saturated the old paint that was on it, but there were other things that needed addressing, and uh, there were a multitude of things from putting doors in and railings and, and doing some electrical and things like that, all of which JTR gladly folded into the contract and took care of for me. It was an amazing transformation. In fact, my brother-in-law, who had visited before we had the siding done, when he came back about a month after it had been done, he stopped out in front of the house and called me and said, what's your address again? Because he couldn't believe the difference. Contact JTR Roofing now for your siding, roofing, and window needs. Hi, John Wichko here, owner of Advantage Autoglass. I'd like to talk local, Minnesota local. I was born and raised right here in Rosemont and have spent my entire life in Minnesota. I'm proud that we're a local family-owned company. It really frosts me when national glass companies based in other states and owned by a foreign conglomerate try to say they're local. Advantage Autoglass has been local, Minnesota local for over 20 years. We'll replace your windshield with only the highest quality parts and adhesives and we'll fix your chipped or cracked windshield right the first time. Advantage Autoglass has an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, and we're a preferred shop for all major insurance companies. If you call your agent or claims line first, make sure to tell them you want to work with Advantage Autoglass, your real local, Minnesota local installer, and no one else. Or you could schedule your appointment on our website at ReplaceMyWindshield.com. That's ReplaceMyWindshield.com. For chips, nicks, or cracks, call it. Hey, you still got that trick knee that starts hurting whenever the weather's going to change? Yeah, I'm feeling it now, eh? It's that old hockey injury. You know, an Arctic Spa all-wetter pool from Premier Pool and Spa could help you relieve some of those aches and pains. No kidding, eh? Yeah, imagine coming home from a long day at the salt mine and easing into a world of warmth and comfort. Oh, yeah, I can almost feel it. And then, when you're all limbered up, you can stay in tip-top shape with an invigorating swim. Wow, sounds like an all-weather pool from Premier Pool and Spa is a hot tub, a spa, and a pool all in one. Yeah, and because it's engineered for the world's harshest climates, it's perfect for Minnesota. Hey, maybe after a few sessions in my pool, I can actually get back on the ice again. If you mean for ice fishing... 
then I would say, let's go, eh? Yeah, that's probably more my speed. Hey, all-weather pools from Arctic Spa are on sale now at Premier Pool and Spa in Chanhassen. You deserve it. Premier Pool and Spa, online at premierpools.com. AM 1280.